Let's go. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged with me, CS2 C, and as always, Justin Ferrier and Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan, proudly brought to you by GingerFoxCoffee.com, guaranteed to make you as clever as a fox. And also a big shout out to all our first responders, you know, our firefighters, everyone fighting during this COVID pandemic. A big shout out to you, to all our subscribers. Thank you very much. Like and subscribe if you've enjoyed the podcast so you never miss an episode. Gentlemen, it's been an interesting week in the MMA world as we build up to one of the most anticipated events of the year. UFC 261, Jacksonville, Florida. I think it's 20,000 fans, no masks. Dana White's been saying you don't need a mask for this one. It's sold out already. And of course, we'll get to that a bit later on. But Justin, let's start with you. Um, before we get into the nitty gritty of how dominant Robert Whittaker was, um, let's talk a bit about this fun that you've been putting together what it's been about, and give us some context and how people can contribute. Yeah, thanks. Um, so for a long time, uh, sponsorship is, we try to get sponsorship, many different people, but there's kind of been no sort of direction. And we wanted to sort of like formalize it. I mean, so raise some funds to take the amateurs. It's, it's for amateur guys, uh, the amateur South African team, to get them essentially to the world championships, I'm at world champs. Um, and I've kind of been doing it. Uh, I did it last year, uh, sorry, the year before, um, and then obviously COVID stopped everything last year, but uh, decided to formalise it, uh, got together with some like-minded people, formalised it, um, and yeah, we're on the hunt. So it's the South African Mixed Martial Arts Athlete Fund, uh, samf.org. <laughs> you want to get that right. <laughs> we'll put a link. We'll put a link uh, when we post about the episode. We'll put a link so you can find it there. Yeah, it's just uh, just to formalise the the the, um, the fundraising part of it. Uh, registered in terms of income uh, income tax, etc. So it is. We are able. To, companies are able to write off their donations, etc. We've got some cool events lined up uh, that both of you will hopefully be involved in. Um, a lot of good fighters will be involved in as well. And it's all for a good cause. Uh, so all of the money goes to them. Uh, all of the money goes directly to getting these guys there. And it's um, small things like we will pay for flights directly. Uh, money is not – everything's trackable, everything's traceable. We're accountable. Um, like I said, we've got a full infrastructure – We've taken some time to put it together to do it right. Um, so I've got two other directors uh, with me. Um, they're good like-minded people. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, another chap, Alistair Bishop, he has a podcast as well. And uh, something for a long time, good man. And uh, another good friend of mine who is not involved in the mixed martial arts side of things, but he's a, he's a very good businessman, Gareth Jones. Uh, he's always been there and thereabouts, always offered a, a sponsorship, and it was, it was it was needed at the time because uh, more than ever, athletes need to have exposure around the world, and I just it's it's heartbreaking. I don't I believe in not leaving anybody behind because of money. It shouldn't be a play scenario, and uh, that's kind of been sort of what I've said. I don't want to leave anybody, but if you're good enough, go. Yeah. It shouldn't be the money. Gareth, Soldier Boy McClellan, I mean, when you were on your journey, especially early on in your career, something like this was, would have been a game changer. 
Yeah, listen, I must commend uh, Justin what he's done with uh, that MMA fund. It's it's absolutely fantastic. You know, it's such a difficult journey, and even as a professional, when you're fighting and you can create the coverage and you can uh, create uh, Instagram posts and social media and TV and radio and that for for your sponsors, it's a lot easier. But even at that stage, it's still very difficult to come behind uh, come by funding. So the fact that they've gone out and they've created this opportunity for for amateurs and then in a large portion of that amateur circle the less fortunate that can't afford to 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 pay for their trips and then you know they're just trying to live their dream they're just trying to create a, a journey for themselves and they're also trying to create an opportunity for themselves to potentially become a professional and um go on and have a good career so yeah i think it's unbelievable i think that uh uh, the MMA community houses uh, some some big businesses. Uh, there's some some big individuals in in the business world that are involved in the MMA circles, and those guys need to come forward and uh, help help Justin develop, help Justin supply to those who need most. And uh, you know, again, then the fighters need to just get behind these kind of things yeah. and and give it as much coverage as we possibly can, and say, hey guys, get out there and help, um, and uh, just do a little bit. You know, it, it's. It's it seems so crazy, but even a hundred bucks helps. It makes a difference. Yeah. You don't think that it does, but it does. A simple hundred rand donation uh, goes a very, very, very long way. That's like seven dollars, seven US dollars. It's incredible. Um, yeah. Thank you, Big J. How can people get hold of you? Uh, just give us the website again, or uh, your email. Maybe people can just get in touch directly. So we're on we're on uh, social media. South African Mixed Martial Arts Athlete Fund. Uh, we have a website, we live today. SAMMAAF.org. Um, donate at SAMMAAF.org is the email address. Uh, I'm you'll, on get it, you'll get it right. You'll right. get it right. <laughs> It'll get, it's just a lot, of, it's a lot of work. It's consonants in a row. But yeah, it's, uh, but yeah we, we, we have the best intentions and uh, it's, it's, it's a way we've already got some money. We've raised some money. I'll raise some money. we put some money in the kit here already. Well done. Uh, and yeah, we, we, we're looking to do events. Uh, and as much as, as, much as it's, a, it's a handout, the athletes will be involved in, in, in the process. Um, so they will actively be working for their, for, their, for their fees as well. It's just a way to facilitate it and formalize it. Cool. So big dreams. And, and uh, I'm sure we'll fill them, bro. Like I, I, I ever do something, I put my soul. Yeah, 100%. And surrounded by the right people, I think it's well Jay, done. you can't put your shoulders into anything. It's too great. <laughs> well, they fit. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, uh, boys, we've got uh, last last episode, episode 25, we had Kyra Howarth on the show. Um, how important is it, Gareth, to have MMA back? And, and in particular, I know we've seen amateur stuff that's been back and there's a few little promotions popping up, but... EFC remains the premier organization in sub-Saharan Africa, if not Africa. They've got a great broadcast deal, but how important is it to have MMA at that level back on South African soil? Oh, yeah, look, I think it's massive. Um, I think a lot of the young athletes and a lot of the athletes in the country that weren't able to travel or were confined to South Africa uh, were starting to find it very tough. You know, this is their support system. It's their life. So they just want to be in there competing. Um, and then it just again, I mean, any martial arts uh, fan wants wants UFC around. They've become such a, a household uh, um, event or evening uh, through the course of the year, 
And, um, you know, they put on fantastic shows. They've got the ability to, to, to create a vibe and get good fights uh, um, in the mix. You know, I see a lot of the guys, a lot of the, 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 the ex-guys who have kind of taken a step back or kind of sticking out the hand, asking for fights. So this, it's quite a, it's exciting again. I think there's, an, there's, a, there's a small little hum to it. There's a buzz. Uh, people are excited about what's going to happen. So uh, I think it's a, it's a good step forward. I think it shows yeah. strong character. Right. By, by, no, listen, I don't think it's been very easy for EFC to get themselves back up and running, but they have. So that's a phenomenal feat by them. Um, and I think uh, it's going to it's gonna do well. It's going to be a, a, a guys are hungry to fight. They're excited. They want to prove themselves. You know, obviously they want to get their, their, sh- uh, their hand up and uh, they know that the UFC is real. It's a real possibility. Yeah. But without, without EFC being in the mix... It's very, very difficult for any fighter at the moment just to get a fight, not even yeah. get a look at UFC. So they 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 fill a a, a big void, and um, you know, again, we we we've all been uh, part of that long journey. I saw Calvin this weekend. Actually, it was quite funny, and uh, we were in Sun City, and I was chatting to him, and it, it, it's amazing how how much UFC has had to withstand and go through and uh, adapt and change and redevelop and come with new strategies to to keep themselves relevant and to keep the the fighting scene um healthy i think uh, although it hurts us slightly it's maybe a good thing maybe we're going to see this massive resurgence of efc Mm. because you know the fans want to see they want to watch fights they want to watch the south africans fight guys like trickers and don winning their puts that excitement back into this, okay, who's next? Who's the next guy? Where are we going? You know, what's going to happen? So, yeah, fantastic. I think we, uh, we're in a good space at the moment. I see that uh, the Extreme Fighting Championship EFC Worldwide tweeted their complete fight card today. And just look at the main card bouts. I mean, Faiz Jacobs, Chipfumbu, uh, that's a title fight. Uh, we've got Boyd Allen against Bruno Makulu, uh, Martin van Staden, Peter Coxon, uh, Zulu against Duama. Manangela against uh, Chitaba. I mean, Chichamba. Let's let's quickly check on this. I mean, in terms of Boyd Allen returning, it's obviously a huge name. He moves the switch back from professional boxing. And then the punisher, Martin van Sonnen, one of our our good friends. I know um, Gareth, you and Martin, Justin, you and Martin go way back. These are the type of guys, though, that have been those pioneers. I, I go too too far back with, <laughs> with Martin and I go too far back. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of old history there. Sure. Yeah, no, exciting. It's good to see. It's it's a, it's great to see these guys fighting again. Like yeah. you, you kind of like oh now all of a sudden oh my gosh, uh, Boyd, what a, what a fantastic opportunity to see him in, in the in the in the ring again or the the hex or octagon or. I think hexagon is the right one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really want to see how how much boxing has helped him um, from in terms of his striking his striking ability, and then how good is he at putting his his feet and hand combinations back together, mm. and then obviously what what's his what's his ability to compete in a clinch or a, a wrestling or a ground. Uh, uh, exchange are, are really really exciting. I think uh, Jifumba, uh, Jifumba, Jifumba, 
Chifumbu. Yeah, so Chifumbu, yeah, against Vesa Faiz Chifumbu. Jacobs, yeah. Uh, against Faiz, it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be yeah, a cracker. Very, yeah. very well matched. Yeah. 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 I, I need to say this, because Gareth didn't say too much. No, I've, got to, I've got to say this. So, it's like, I'm excited. I'm exceptionally excited for EFC to be back, uh, because they set the benchmark in this country. Are, are you so, scoring? Are you scoring? Did they invite you? Uh, no, I'm just going to watch it. I think you uh, might be a VIP uh, guest. Let's I might be covering media. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> we put him on the spot. Do you think he's going to blush yeah. now? Jay, Jay. Looking like Big Papa at the back there. Uh, my man. <laughs> I should bring my dog suit. Um, <laughs> Papa Smurf. Um, <laughs> and so EFC I'm so glad they're back because a lot of these smaller shows that are coming through and they're doing amazingly well like I'm not going to shoot down anyone Alpha's doing great I was at Versus on the weekend covering it for media and it's great to see things happening however they all measure their yardstick by EFC yeah. so everyone's like yeah, we want to be better than EFC so, they, so people are like giving props in the same way to, like, people won't forget after this event how important EFC was because they came through, reshuffled it, set the target up there. Like, guys, I don't doubt your trajectory to the to the UFC was always going to happen. I just think that the, it was a little bit easier with the exposure that you got from UFC. Mm-hmm. And the same, way that UFC, the same way that UFC modeled themselves on UFC. So there's a lot of other fight promotions that say, we are going to be better than UFC. Uh, internationally, they're still measuring it by that yardstick. Like these people pioneered it the same way that the, the the same way that they pioneered the big shows. I'm not saying they were the first because we've been watching fights and involved in fights in grass and parking lots for years. But they came and they formalized. Yeah, they came and they made it a business. Yeah. They came and made it cool. They came with big shiny belts, and it was an amazing thing. To They've even changed the perception, the public perception. You know, it's not That's human true. cockfighting. You know, I this is a controlled true. sport. I, think, I didn't have to explain to my grandmother, oh, there's two people fighting in the cage, or or a guy, why they're hugging each other on the floor. There was an education process that came through that yeah. they shone light on. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I think it is. It's massively exciting. I think that a, a lot, a lot of uh, the community and and the fighters and those hardcore fans are going to um, respect the fight game again. Seeing UFC back because it's been away for so long, we haven't had that thing. So it's almost kind of this maturity's come back to the sport again, and everybody's on the same same level, and everybody's looking at it. It's we get to compete. Mm. We get to perform. We get to do our job. Yeah, that would be grateful again. Yes. I think that's the thing. Yeah. I think COVID has taught us to be grateful of our jobs yeah. and our income, our family, and yeah. all of these yeah. things because we were spoiled for choice at one stage. Yeah. And then this all came along and it took everything that uh, all my hobbies are faced around that. Yeah. I'm not a god. I mean, my hobbies are my dogs and then MMA. Yeah. Like, you take that away and I love my dogs, but it's like, cool, I can only hug them so much. And now what we've realized is that it's now back. Let us yeah. enjoy it. Let us appreciate yeah. for what it is. Let's appreciate the hard work that goes into it because I've run I've run a promotion. Yeah. I had a promotion years ago and by no means was it any it was very disruptive. It was very uh, for the market mm. and we did great things. Um, but EFC have just 
they've invested a lot of money. They've they've done it the right way. Big shows, big arenas, production. I mean, it's second to none. Yeah, um, but you you watch that product. No, today. it 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 is. There's no doubt. I mean, and we're not poster boys here just for EFC. No. Please don't get us wrong. We will call them out if if they do. But um, but at the same time, you know, we're we're glad they're back. We chuffed they're back. But credit must go. And and Justin, you touched on it. This COVID thing. Who were the guys putting on events? It was the UFC. And thank God it was on Supersport here. And, you know, for the two years that it's been on Supersport, it's been a game changer in educating people. So it's almost filled that void and created extra hype around the EFC. And, and you go to an event that they've been putting on. This last one was at the Apex. No fans. There were masks. It was controlled. To this next level experience, which is 261 with fans... And the appetite and the hunger for this is going to be through the roof. It's going to be mad. And I think it's the same with EFC. May 8th, EFC 85, the global TV audience is going to be massive. It's going to be probably the biggest they've ever had as, as a result of the UFC. And because Dana White and his team had the balls to put on events, and there are other promotions, better tools put on stuff, one championship, you know, the list goes on. But UFC, UFC, was the UFC were the ones that said, we're not going to let COVID get us down. And we as MMA fans can be grateful. I mean, Gareth, you've experienced that organization firsthand. Justin, you've been to events. You've met Connor. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. on another level. It's still the pinnacle. I'm, and that's fair to say. Yeah, look, I think they, they, did, they did the most unbelievable job in a time when no one was willing to take the chances and, and put it on sports. They got stuck in there. They put their hands up. They were fearless. Um, they've set the bar, they've uh, met the requirements, they've kept the athletes safe, they've kept the people within their uh, um, production teams and medical teams and staffing, they've kept them safe. So uh, you've got to say kudos to them. I mean, you've got to applaud them for what he's done. And now he's the first guy to put on sold-out events again yeah. uh, with the right safety uh, requirements. He's... And he, he, they will match it, and they will then reopen the stadiums and yeah. get them moving again. Um, you know, I think with UFC being all that we've been really had the ability to watch, uh, a, a large portion of it has been soccer. Uh, not a lot of rugby. There has been some European rugby, um, some NBA and, and, and NFL kind of uh, environment there, but. MMA has been the main sport yeah. to watch. So that does amazingly for all the other MMA fraternities around the world. Now that EFC is kicking themselves back into the mix and they're in the in the in the uh, uh, they're going to be on the super sports. They're going to have the coverage locally in South Africa and then the channels through the African yeah, continent. Canal, Canal Plus in France. Yeah, I mean it's, it's insane. You know, it does, one, one it does thing, massive for them. Yeah, I'm jumping in here, Gareth, and I apologize. But for me, what was an eye-opener was when the likes of BBC Sport and Sky Sports have MMA headlines. Like, if it's a big title fight, it runs on their websites. In the past, that yeah. never happened. No. Now, MMA is part of the main sport. It's mainstream well, it's, now. It's, it's mainstream. It's part of the elite group of sports. It is. I mean, it's a global player. It's got fighters from all over the world it's not something that's only watched in maybe 10 uh, content it's it's a global it's a global sport and these guys that are fighting on this level are becoming superstars yeah. they 
and not only known local or in their countries, they're known across the uh, the world. They've uh, they have a massive set of fan base, and you know that that's largely to Connor and what he did for the sport. But uh, the guys have followed it up. It hasn't. Yeah. It didn't just. It hasn't died with Connor. There's been there's been a good set of names coming through, good uh, um, representation, and yeah. it, it just that kind of level and quality just filters all the way down to the bottom, even into your amateur your yeah. amateur fights. Hundred percent. It goes all the way because it creates an atmosphere and a vibe. No doubt. Let's talk about this past event, the the last uh, fight night in Vegas. Um, I know, Justin, you're a huge fan. Andre Olofsky, the Pitbull, the original Pitbull. Can I, is that fair to say the original Pitbull? I would say the original. Uh, yeah. yeah. At the age of whatever, 40 something. He is about 75. Yeah. And 50 odd professional fights. He claimed his 20th professional win on the weekend. Now, it just shows like these guys, look, all due respect to Chase Sherman, but Olofsky just looked like he was, was by far the better fighter on the night, but he's maybe defying the odds where this is a young man's game because he's been around forever. Can, can, is, yeah. Would he stop? Why he, would you stop at this he, point? He is from the Eastern Bloc, which means he, he'll probably <laughs> fight to 150. Um, and uh, he has the most unbiblical... This is a guy, people forget, this is a guy who's fought Pride, Strikeforce, Bellator, uh UFC, he's been in there with the best in the world. I, I don't think there's much that you're going to show him in terms of, oh my gosh, he punches faster or he hits harder. Um, experience always will always trump uh, youth and uh, talent. Yeah, yes, come on, there, boy. No, 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 listen, listen, listen. listen. No, it's a young man. Uh, listen, no, man. Whoa, hang on, hang on, hang on. It was never young men's sports. It was young guys have come down, come through and done exceptionally well over over time, and only now is it starting to become a sport because guys are starting at such a young age. It was never the top fighters in the world were all in their thirties, late thirties. Uh, is that not because the sport only came about thirty years ago? So is it not because it started late that they came through? Maybe I mean you potentially could say that, but I mean you look at guys like Fedor who dominated for for. 12 years, he was untouchable. There's no one who could even come close to him. Do you, uh, do you really think he's the heavyweight coach? Fedor Milineko, 100% yes. I like him. Don't get me wrong. I just think <laughs> he, knew a, he knew a little bit when nobody knew anything. No, no, I think he took, you know, he took advantage no, of the situation. He, he knocked Olofsky out. He, he, he laid him out. I guess. I guess. Watch no, it, watch it. but it's heavyweight. <laughs> no, no, come on, come on. Um, Fedor Milenko is is everything that that they say he is one hundred percent. He's a beauty for his own brother. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. He was he's the best. I can guarantee you now. If Fedor Milenko was in his prime now against the heavyweights of the world, now he would destroy him. All right, let's agree. Mm. Let's agree to disagree and leave it is, at that. He's the same. He's just before we go. He's the same. He's he's a multiple Samba world champion. He's a wrestling. He was a wrestling a Russian wrestling champion. Um, he's got three or four other different. I think he was a judo black belt and a judo uh, high level competitor. He is an exceptional martial artist. He, in, in the question, I pose a question not to be cheeky, but it is because I genuinely don't know. There's a few names out there that like. 
So these new guys that come say the greatest full time, these young, apart from the Khabib thing, because um, I do believe he is. But it's like you can't go throw a goat out to. I don't believe Steve is the greatest. And uh, you, or Conor McGregor. No, I, I but Conor's Conor's a two division champion. I mean, but you not can't a goat, deny though. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, well, not hang a goat. On, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, no, well, goat, 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 goat is a huge time. Gus, you can't, you cannot, not for one second. There is only two people who have been two division champions in the UFC at the same time. That's uh, Daniel Cormier and Conor McGregor. Simple. It's and not Amanda a thing Nunes. That I'm going to question it was not Randy Cormier. I mean, Randy, Randy Couture. Never held him at the same time. And Nunes? Okay. Doesn't Amanda Nunes have both? Uh, okay, sorry, and Amanda Nunes. So Nunes. three, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah no, uh, we're not taking away from you, a special you, feat, but that goat is thrown away too uh, easily. You know, the thing about Connor is that Connor took the chances. Connor didn't sit on his laurels. He went and fought at 170. He went and fought experienced big guys at 170. He took the chances. That's what ma- that's what makes Connor who he is. But okay. in terms of what he achieved in such a short space of time, it's, it's unbelievable. No. Is he the greatest? Is he the greatest of all time? Probably not. Um, the greatest of the all time is a guy like George St. Pierre, a guy who was at the top of martial arts for for so long, yeah. went away, came back, okay. became a double champion. Okay. Yeah, became a double champion. Hmm. Uh, uh, a guy like, like, a guy like John Jones. John Jones. John Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so these are conversations. So these are conversations. Let's liken them to boxing. So we don't, they don't throw around, for example, the heavyweights in boxing. They don't throw around Tyson Fury and... Anthony Joshua. They, no. The, the greatest of all times is a debate between two people. Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali. 100%. Agreed. These are the conversations we have. These are many moons ago. They weren't even in the same era themselves. But these are conversations we can get behind. We can't be throwing around goat. Too early. No. Way too it early. needs more respect. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Too listen, quickly. Yeah, I agree. Listen, it's I mean. Gotta be reserved for elite. Listen, we have a mad respect for Connor, Amanda Nunes, DC, Cormier, all these guys. Actually, we have mad respect for everyone who fights. Um, but when it comes to holding double belts, yeah. that is that well, so- is next level. Yeah, it that wasn't is he, next year. Cejudo also was a double champion, wasn't he? Cejudo, at the same time. Cejudo, so four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But so, so Izzy Adesanya goes to light heavy, right? With a bid to get double, gets schooled by Jan Blahovic. Now has to eat a bit of humble pie. And he comes up against, potentially, Robert Whitaker for the second time. What we saw from the Robert Whitaker, Kelvin Gastelum, is Adesanya in trouble of losing a second fight. You admit what you said before the show started, Gaza. Ah, uh, listen. Admit, I, I, be I, honest. Yeah. I, 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 okay. Look. I, I think in, I in think our pre-show it, briefing where we watched the highlights. My, my, I take my, <laughs> my opinion. My opinion of this is that I do believe that Adesanya is uh, is an unbelievable uh, martial artist. I think well, that he. I think I think he 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 lost a fight to pure weight and size. I think the yeah. size was just too much for him. Um, he he's in a very very tough space if he takes on Robert Whitaker because Robert Whitaker looks phenomenal. He's a guy who's actually, if you look at when they last fought, he's got better and considerably better. He 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 brushed aside there until he brushed aside uh, um, uh, Gaston in this fight, which Gaston Gaston's no joke. 
No, mad not respect. He took yeah, shots. Just, um, mad. So, I think I think for Adesanya, it's quite a pivotal fight for him. You know, if he really wants to start, I, I think a loss for somebody and to take a loss, one loss, and get, get put back down to to size and get put yourself back to to, to the working stone um, is it, it's a good thing. But it's how do you respond? So, how does he respond to? To the fight, does he come in there and just not compete at all and Whitaker's too good and, and brushes him aside? Um, or does he come back and put on this unbelievable performance like he did in the first fight and go, hey, hang on, don't count me out? Because I, I, I think he's the kind of guy that, that doesn't, his confidence won't get knocked. Uh, I think he'll be exceptionally confident in his ability. Does he take this as a lesson and develop himself? And then if he does completely different fight but just from what I see and what I saw with uh, where I mean look at Whitaker's wrestling was unbelievable yeah. he, 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 he took down an, a, a division one wrestler um, and he was ease it, so it wasn't like it was it was it was a tough thing for him so it shows he's got that dynamic of wrestling in his games his, his skill set Calvin Gaslam's a black belt uh, Israel Adesanya is not uh, Whitaker takes him in the, to the ground puts him on his back is he going to be able to get up? Is that the recipe for uh, for um, for beating him? And then, if so, can can Adesanya stop that from happening to him again? So I just want to make reference to. You. So we I'm a, we made a bit of a we got confused because this was a fight night. It wasn't a number. Yeah. It wasn't a US. No. So now usually the the numbers are for. Uh, it's like, uh, let's make reference to the, the part in the Western Cape called George or Nasna, the newlyweds and nearly deads. So, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Nasna. Inside that, to make reference. But it, um, it is, it's slow time. That's what George is called, slow time. It's amazing, beautiful. You go there to switch off. Yeah. And so those are kind of like, so the, the fight nights are, are a step down from a number, and a fairly big step down. And they usually are with the Andrei Olovskis and the, I never want to say has been because it's disrespectful. The guys who've been there and on a, on a, on a backwards trajectory, they are nearing the end of their career or they are these new upstarts that they want to test on a bigger, on a bigger platform. Yeah, it's a now, platform. It's a platform. You're right. That's 100% what yeah. it is. A platform. It's an audition platform. almost in a way. Exactly. For a number. Yeah. So now you've got, normally you go, okay, five nights are not as popular. Uh, I do know they're free to but you look at you look at the, the, the main event is a title eliminator essentially, which is not really heard of. Then you've got Andrei Olovsky, who's a great fighter. You've got uh, uh, that was the, that was that was the headline of the card was Whitaker Gibson. That's good. But was it because was it because this card that going into this to going into the UFC the next UFC number is so big? And I think it was. Yeah. I think they. They really are up in their game because usually they save their stock and they split it up. Now you've got Usman Masvidal headlining. You've got Zhang Wadi who is an absolute killer. No, she's like, a watch killer. Heart. Yeah. It's almost like it's put in one and like in, in fast forward, you're watching it. Uh, she's fighting Rose number years, the former champion. Thug, Thug Rose. Uh, she was saying some like contentious stuff on uh, uh, on on social media. Bit about uh, anti-communism, etc. So she was airing her political views. Yeah, I don't like red, which is unlike her. I don't like red. 
So it's it's a it, it is. Look at it. There's three titles on the line, and then you've got. So so so, so it's do mad. you not do you not think that potentially this fight was put on this card because he uh, they need to get a they need to get a title contender for Adesanya and uh, as quick as possible. It, it made, that's, that's made sense. It's good point. Whoever, it's very good point. Whoever wasn't, wasn't paying, like, obviously pay-per-views and that are expensive. We're very fortunate how we get it. You just got to get it early. Yeah. Um, but what is it? $60? $80? I don't know. It's expensive. It's Whatever expensive. You now, yeah. now you're getting free to air top, top level fighting. No, I mean, look, it's awesome. You go down the top. So then there's, so we've got, then we've got Valentina Shevchenko fighting Jessica Andrade. Another oh, killer. Another killer. And then I was going to slam on it. crazy spinning heel kick who almost put somebody in hospital fighting a former champion who we don't speak of him. He injured my man, Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman. Uh, <laughs> then you've got Anthony Smith fighting. Yeah. Like, that is massive. And Jimmy Crute is a guy who's on the up. He's really, you know, someone to keep an eye on. So those are action-packed fights. Let's let's break them down. Let's, That's value for money. Yeah. yeah, let's start with, I mean, firstly, it's a showcase for women's MMA, which is awesome, sure. uh, with two straps. So straw weight, uh, we've got Zhang Wei, Zhang Wei Li against Rose Namajunas. Uh, Rose uh, is hungry to, to get the strap back, but she comes up against the, a, a human wrecking ball. She's a killer, Justin. I mean, what do you make of that matchup? I, I think, I, I must be honest, I think Zhang is... To retain, um, just roses. Uh, don't cut out! 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 Again, her coach is her coach is uh, uh, Kamar Usman, Kamar Usman, and Justin Gaethje's coach, who is Mark okay. Mark Mark Whitfield, Mark White Winfield, Winfield, phenomenal striking coach. He'll tell definitely Pat Berry in, in the corner. Oh, they'll have a good game. Okay. Does she, she allow Pat Berry in the corner anymore? Didn't, didn't she kick him out? Oh. The boyfriend. Yeah, um, he got too emotional. Yeah, he got too emotional, yeah. I can't be there. I, I, I can't blame I, him. I understand. After I mean, she yeah. dropped on her head and knocked out, you know. Um, yeah. All right, so it's split. It's split I, here. I, so. I, don't, I, don't, I don't discount Rose at all. I'm okay. just saying I really do think it's too much. Okay, next up. Uh, flyweight Valentina Shevchenko against Jessica Andrade. Uh, that yes. Andrade is power, we know that, but Shevchenko is she's so, top of the pile for I, a reason. I think I think there hasn't been somebody that can 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 match Valentina with her with her power and her strength and just kind of that super dominant presence. I think this is an interesting fight. I think Andrade has shown before that she's capable mm. of of. Sneaking up and, and and winning the title, uh, very very interesting, very interesting fight. I think it's going to be for the first time. I think for a while, put it this way: somebody needs to test Valentina. Somebody needs to take her into deep waters and and put her under pressure to see whether or not she's a good champion. She's just so far ahead. It's the same as uh, um, uh, Amanda. It, it, yeah. They're just so they're just so far ahead that it's it's kind of becoming boring watching them. And no disrespect to them as fighters. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, well, you know. I'm watching Lewis Hamilton in the Grand Prix. Yeah. yeah. Is it is it true, though, uh, um, Gareth, that once you get that strap around your waist, your whole approach changes, your mental, your mental sort of toughness changes, 
and you feel that you can't be beaten and that sort of pushes you and keeps pushing is, is that fair to say well look you have to have that thought pattern i mean you can't be the champion and thinking that you you or oh, this person could beat me or i'm weak here or you have to have this invincibility about you mm. but you have to match you have to have the training and the team around you to match that mm. and if you've got those those things you become a force to to be reckoned with and it's just sometimes to your own de- detriment. You just become too good, and uh, there's not much out there for you. I mean, I, I think Valentino and, and and Jessica Andrade have fought before, if I'm if I'm not correct. I think so. I think so. I think they have. So, um, is it different? Is is Jessica Andrade uh, a, a, a willing competitor that can can derail her? I I think so. Yes. I think it's. If you look at uh, uh, Amanda's fight that she's just signed with uh, Pena, um, for the first time, it's a, it's a fight that I look at it and I go, oh, hang on. Here's somebody who can actually push Amanda into the deep waters. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's what Jessica's got to say to herself. I'm going to do whatever it takes to drag you as deep as I possibly can and try and drown you there. And, yeah. and then... Yeah. I just want to... I'll just read your stats. And it'd be, it'd be very interesting to get Adam Speedy's opinion because he he says a lot of large numbers, are, and I don't think it's the, the quantity of numbers; it's the size of a person. The quantity so of the person. <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry. No, no, no. no. I, hear, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You feel me? Come on. <laughs> so Jessica Andrade is five foot one. Valentina is five foot five. Um, <laughs> and then like Mark Goldberg, all of them, everything else is equal, or virtually identical. No. So she's got a, a sixty. She got a five-inch reach advantage. Hands. Shevchenko or Andrade. Shevchenko's a way bigger. Yeah. That's so right. she's 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 taller. Yeah. She's got longer arms and longer legs. Looks like Jessica will want to grapple because uh, it'd be hard to close the distance when you've got yeah that sure, disadvantage. Yeah. Twelve and a half centimeters. Yeah. That's a whole. But you've got to go. you got to go. You've got to put it under pressure. Of course, of course, of course you can. Of course you must. No, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, you're looking at that and you go, like, I, I didn't really think of it like that until Adam sort of spoke to me. And like, these things make difference. Like, yeah. like you, you look at Israel Adesanya. You went up just a bridge too far with, uh, when you fought Lohowitz. And still, he's amazing. Like, yeah. there's no question. But SARS counted. Yeah. 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 You can't yeah, yeah, put yeah, down yeah, yeah. that he fought badly or anything yeah, like that. No. And the same here, like it's gonna be that much harder. Yes. Yeah. It's gonna be that much harder and you've got to Look, let's let's um let's you are so let's have a no, quick then then no, who do we think there? No, Shevchenko. If, if you're yes. betting that. I think I think Go against Gareth. No, I think Shevchenko. All right, finally, guys, we're running out of time here. Um, And a big thank you to everyone who has liked and subscribed. We've got what everyone is talking about. And once again, uh, Jorge Masvidal up against Kamaru Usman. It's the second time. But I must tell you, in terms of the betting, Usman is overwhelming favorite. I think Kamaru Usman is, I think George Masvidal is going to, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. You think so? I mean, Gilbert Burns uh, came in uh, and we were like, we were hyped. Gilbert Burns, uh, he's the type of guy that could, but, but he got schooled and got he gassed. Guessed. Yeah. Who's going to play it too safe, bro? He's too, he's too smart. He's he been, George Masvidal has been in there. George Masvidal has been in there. He knows. 
He knows what he knows. He to the, the, the hand fighting. He doesn't get he doesn't get caught up in a in a slugfest. He's too smart, bro. I think Roy is just as smart. I don't think people give that guy enough credit for what he's capable he's of. Wild. I mean, I think he's a lot. He's a lot more. He's a lot more than what people give him credit. He's. I, I reckon Usman. I reckon Usman is academic. And I reckon Jorge is street smart. I think yeah. Jorge baptizes him. Boom! I actually think that Jorge is more gangster than Kamaru Usman. Usman puts Wait, on what? this like gangster, what? but he's not gangster. Kamaru Usman is a student of the game. Jorge is the poster boy for gangsterism. He's the BMF. He, he, go watch, there's an interview with Michael, uh, or a, a, a piece that Michael Bisping did, and he's like, this guy's a real gangster. Like, there's no question. He is down to fight right now. If you say, bugger you, let's fight, no problem. Come. Here we go. Let's dance. Yeah, let's boogie. He's he is not afraid of people. Dude, I fought to the backyard. No, of with, course. He's, he's grown up tough, 100%. You've got to love that. No, you got to love that. I, I enjoy. I enjoy it. Okay. Listen, let me put it this way. What I happens if, if Masvidal wins? It'll be oh, great. Yes. It'll be It'll be great. To the shake up the division, the, the but if that happens, it's something unused. else. Because Usman is a beast, and he's got an incredible record. What, 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 what's he gonna do? You know, jab him in the face, take him down, and hold him down. If you yeah. haven't got, a, if you haven't got and a game plan, ten nine, ten nine, ten nine, ten nine, top five. Until yeah. he gets, until he gets charred with the something special. It's the Nigerian the nightmare. Like, like you look at, you look at how. You must remember that it's a different style fight. Eh? He can back himself to push the pace. Jose, Jorge, Jorge can push the pace. He's back, back himself. Ha! Yeah? yeah. All right, so, yeah. all right. Let's, at, let's have a prediction here. Hey, home. Hey, home. I say Usman because he plays it safe. It probably is a more boring fight. I reckon everything co-man events below will be better fights. I, I think Usman baptizes them in crushes his whole face. You mean Masvidal baptizes Usman? Masvidal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Justin, sorry, before we go, what were you saying about your knuckles? What were you saying? So, you look at the surface area of a fist and the timing Justin, of a fist. Justin, 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 what are the chances of landing that in a small spot percentage of Much lower. Whereas you use your whole body to wrestle and hold somebody down and somebody that is not, yes, he's got a decent scramble, but he doesn't have a world-class scramble. It's going to be, I reckon it's going to be more boring than what we think. I think it's been hyped up. It's a time round. All right. Same campus, Justin Poirier. Wrote him off. No chance. Never in the fight. Boom. All right. So could we see a knockout of Kamaru Usman? Any, well, that's a, that's, a, that's a bit tough. Okay. okay. Let's bet a shiny five red coin on it, Garrett. That's less than a dollar, by the way. He's, he's fighting. He, he is North African. The possibility of him getting knocked out is probably nothing. West African, Nigeria. Western African, Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. So. You've traveled Africa. So, you should know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll give you two to one odds. So that means I'll give you two shiny five red coins for your cool. one. Okay, one dollar or less than why, one dollar again. Why, why do I want a shiny five rank point? Listen, boys. Okay, we've got we've got to have something though. We've got to have some bet here. Couple of zeros. Couple of zeros. You know what I suggest? I suggest if Usman wins, right? Yeah. 
Gareth has to donate some fight gear from his career to your fund, and we put it towards that. And if Masvidal wins, he does the same thing anyway. Yes, great idea. Oh, yeah, done. Oh, okay, lovely. It's settled. Can lovely. We do, can we do this? <laughs> we're going to look at our production team. Can I do one of these? Like and subscribe, like in the corner or down below. Hit the link. I'll cue you. I'll cue you. Okay, so here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do that. Okay. Um, thanks very much for watching MMA Uncaged. Always a pleasure. Uh, we we big shout out, of course, to our first responders. Can't wait for UFC 261, and then after that, we'll get the build up to EFC 85 returning. Thanks always to Gareth and Justin. Justin, take us away. Always a pleasure arguing with you, Gaza. Always a pleasure chatting TCS. But if you look, there will be a logo somewhere on the screen. It depends on where our production <laughs> team does it. But there's going to be a logo of samaf.org. S-A-M-M-A-A-F.org. Okay, provide but, the logo, please. And like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. All right, guys. Thank you very much as always. We'll be back next week. It's been MMA and Cage, and it's been an absolute pleasure chatting MMA to you. Huh. Huh. Welcome to forever, man. Let's go. Come on. Come on. This is forever. No surrender. No surrender. Yeah. yeah. You know that this right here forever. Come on. Come on. And there will be no surrender. Now allow me to reintroduce myself They call me J-O, and to the easy ear Know that we undefeated, y'all are beneath them speeds It's trying to air a grievance, but his lines are overhead Better check the air for clearance, call the tower This is our credit, he the air apparent, uh-huh Really, I've never been better, 